Sometimes, when the moment is right and the sparks fly, dating can be magic. But even the most romantic connection can get a little awkward. And the dog's kind of watching us at this point, and so it started to lick my ear. True Dating Stories is the new CBC podcast that explores the messy corners of romance. Real-life tales told by the people who live them. I'm tied up on this dude's bed, and there's nobody around to help. True Dating Stories is available from CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. New insights into what Canadians are thinking about vaccines. Ryan Gosling is confirmed to perform at the Academy Awards. Airfares dropped about 14% last year, according to Stats Canada. Because news. With Gavin Crawford. Hey, everybody! I'm Gavin Crawford. Welcome to Because News, Canada's funniest news quiz. A specialty cruise for people with leap year birthdays set sail this week. I don't know how great it will be, because if there's one thing that ruins a cruise, it's a bunch of 10-year-olds running around, (laughs) especially when they're 40. (laughs) Over the next 30 minutes, we'll be making games out of the news. Let's welcome this week's panel. In the first chair, she was excited to hear Pharmacare covers birth control, but disappointed it's three kids too late. <laughs> Say hi to Mother of the Year, Emma Hunter. So true, though. So true. Too late. In the middle chair, finding a better guest than him is like finding Kate Middleton. So hard, it's becoming worrisome. <laughs> it's the always regal Chris Sandifer. Yes. Kingly. So kingly. Yes. Grazie. And finally, he can't wait to see the Pharmacare bill this week. Oh, sorry. He can't wait to see Pharmacare bill. That's his dealer. <laughs> Get ready for Miguel Rivas. I don't know why. Hi, I don't know why I have a dealer. It's weeds legal now. So. <laughs> All right, panel, are you uncomfortably close? Yes. Yes. Then let's begin. Here we go. Yeah. A huge news story came out of Glasgow this week, panel, so let's break out the bagpipes because it's time to Scott the News. Each of you have a quote in front of you. These quotes are all online reviews of a recent headline-making event. Please read your quote in your best slash worst Scottish accent (laughs) and get ready to guess what event provoked these reviews. Miguel Rivas, you're up first. Absolutely shocking, especially after standing 30 minutes to get in. A chocolate experience with no chocolate. Oh. That's so good. Pretty good. Great. Chris Sandiford. From the chocolate river. <laughs> that was a strip of brown carpet to the Oompa Loompa meth lab. We survived the, the legend. <laughs> Uh, Emma Hunter, finally, uh, read from your review. Okay, I think mine's a child. (laughs) Well, I went down. There was the lollies. He cannot even spell (laughs) Shopry. Thank you for reading those quotes. (laughs) Now the real question. For the point, what epic Glasgow event had people surviving the legend with nay chocolates and nay lollies? Was it that weird sport where they throw enormous logs? 
No, it is not caber tossing. Emma Hunter, uh, do you know the news I do story? know, because my family is from there. And I remember as a child, the main thing about Glasgow is that damp wool. So, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. It's just a lot of people wearing damp wool. Mm. And so I assume it's some sort of damp wool competition. <laughs> That is a good guess, but not correct. Surely uh, someone must know the real answer. It was all over the headlines I this saw week. it. It was uh, the, the Willy Wonka exhibit <laughs> in Glasgow that was underwhelming. Nay, William. William. William Wonka. William Wonka. <laughs> the headline from The Independent reads, Furious families demand refunds as laughable Willy Wonka experience leaves children in tears. <laughs> Just like the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's say the event, called Willie's Chocolate Experience, <laughs> was advertised as an immersive event featuring chocolate fountains, performances by Oompa Loompas, and interactive experiences. However, what was the problem with this immersive experience? I think the issue was that the factory wasn't the immersive experience. It was Charlie's life before, which is just poor. poor. <laughs> so it was a poverty immersion. Just bad branding. You are actually right. It was a poor experience. Right. They set it up. It was like photocopies of like screenshots. It was just tarped up bits of uh, tarp. Mm. It was uh, not really good. It was poor. Mm -hmm. It was a poor chocolate factory experience. Yes. According to the New York Times, the event turned out to be a sparse Glasgow warehouse (laughs) decorated with rainbow and a half inflated bouncy castle. Did you see pictures of the event? It's yes. unbelievable. You have to, to try hard to do that badly. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very fire festival energy. It's, yes. Yeah. Like, do you remember Kmart? Remember when Kmart closed down? It looked like, just turn on the lights on a closed yes, Kmart. that's exactly what it looked <laughs> And that's what it looked like. And, and an Oompa Loompas who were not orange and didn't look like Oompa Loompas in any capacity. And they were tall. They were tall. Yes, which Full as a short people. actor is very upsetting. Yes. Because there's not a lot of work for us. <laughs> Yeah, it was not great. Paul Connell, one of the actors hired to play Willy Wonka, was so ashamed of his role in the fiasco, he posted an apology online. Here is what he said. I wanted to say before I start that I feel for anyone who bought tickets to this event, um, people who are expecting a magical chocolate experience, um, people who wanted Timothy Chalamet and got... They wanted Timothy Chalamet and got what? Timothy should be ashamed of they (laughs) (laughs) here is what the actor said people who wanted timothy chalamet and got timothy charlatan charlatan that's good good in uh, the actor's defense it was just another gig he was only given one day to learn the script which was in his words 15 pages of ai generated gibberish what do you think the ai generated script sounded like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say what I think it sounds like. But before that, I just want to say I read his apology and I, he did say that he had one day to prepare. But he also said that he didn't know where he ended and Wonka began. <laughs> that was so funny because, like, how could you get that into that role in one day? That was so funny. But here's my version of the AI script from Wonka, the Glaswegian exhibit. Welcome to Wonka, children. Behold, the wonder of chocolate is what you like. Knock, knock. Who's there? Wonka. Timothy Chalamet, Gene Wilder, both have played Wonka. (laughs) Congratulations to Wonka. Next. (laughs) Have you read an AI script? I was going to say, you are not that far off. Uh, Here is the actor reading from the script. One of my favorite lines was, there is a man who lives here. His name is not known. So we call him 
the unknown. The logic tracks. <laughs> the stuff of Shakespeare, isn't it? One man named Stuart Sinclair drove for two hours from his home in Dundee to attend Willie's Chocolate Experience with his family. He said he paid 35 pounds, or about $60 Canadian per ticket. Wow. What did he say his kids got for that price? An apple from Loblaws. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Take that, Galen. I was going to say, um, for that, I think that the buyer got, well, a healthy lesson in buyer's remorse. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Uh, He said they got two jelly beans each and a half cup of lemonade. So what are they complaining about? (laughs) Because news. Panel, it is time for an altered lyric. That's right. Something that went away in the 70s is back. So have a listen to this disco classic and be ready to guess what was making headlines. First I was immune, I was satisfied I had all of modern science firmly by my side But then I spent too many nights scrolling mommy blogs and memes I got confused And now I'm skeptic of vaccines and so you're back Another case I just walked in to find my kid with all these dots upon his face I should have got that stupid shot and listened to my kid's MD If I'd have thought for just one second about herd immunity We won't survive, we won't survive If we keep ignoring doctors, how are we to stay alive? I'm free to live the way I live, but I gave syphilis to my kid We won't survive, we won't survive All right, panel, based on those lyrics, can you tell me what thing from the past has come back in a big way? Moon landings. Is it disco? Like disco, disco illness? <laughs> disco illness. Disco hey. fever. Disco, uh, disco fever. 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 <laughs> uh, you're in the ballpark. Yeah. One other kind of fever. Miguel, do you know? Polio? Chicken pox. Close. A CBC News headline reads, with March break travel weeks away, local health officials urge people to get measles vaccine. Measles was officially eliminated from endemic status in 1998, but an outbreak in a popular Canadian tourist destination has health officials worried. What tourist destination may now come with an unwanted souvenir? Uh, Is it the Big Apple? Disney. You are correct. (gasps) Well, Florida. Uh, That tracks. Uh, Yes, Florida. They're having a measles outbreak in Florida currently. It takes two doses of measles vaccine to be fully immunized. How do you know if you've had two? You are, you are, you know that the world is round. (laughs) (laughs) Social commentary for everyone. I mean, do any of you know, have you had two measles vaccines? No, no. I actually have no idea. I think I have. My mom does a thing where she goes, you know, you're not going to get it because we got it right with like most diseases. So I feel confident. But I don't know 100%. 
That's the thing. It's a bit tricky. According to City News Toronto, adults born in or after 1970 likely received one dose as a child. Hmm. But in 1996, two doses became standard. Hmm. So if you're unsure, they say talk to your doctor about getting a booster. Can I also say something? Do you guys know how you make sure that you keep track of the proof of your child's vaccines, like for daycare? It's a little yellow book and they use a little pen and they make a little tick. And the daycare's like, we got to see proof. And I'm like, is it this? Like, That's it. Thank you. I'm like, I could do this cute. at my house. Like, I could make this. That's cute. This is the system. There's no online. It's just, <clears throat> and got it. I'm like, this can't be, is this? That's it. Not even a QR code. There's Nothing. not a signature or it's anything? A, it's yeah. a little pen. You, you just have to nod with confidence. And then you show your, yes, that's it. Here well, we I guess that maybe leads to my next question. Why is measles making a return? <laughs> I think COVID walked so measles could run. Measles thinks it's trendy again, and it's not. Which, yeah. which is funny, because if you have those diseases, you can't run. <laughs> and measles basically kind of waned out in Canada in the 1970s. It little waned out. a yeah. lot of cases. And now they're getting it again. Now they're back. Uh, partly because a lapse in regular vaccine schedules because of the pandemic. And also, according to a new poll, a growing number of Canadian parents say they are opposed to vaccinating their children. Thanks, Jenny McCarthy. (laughs) The American CDC recommends keeping unvaccinated kids home for 21 days after measles exposure. But the Florida Surgeon General recently offered a different approach. What did the Surgeon General of Florida recommend to the people in the area where they're having a measles outbreak? I actually know this. He said, uh, look, you guys, (laughs) be yourself. And stay hydrated. <laughs> that was a message. <laughs> yeah, incorrect. <laughs> he didn't recommend vaccines, did he? He did not. He said it's up to parents and guardians to decide when an unvaccinated child can return to school. But the definition of a parent is either a man or a woman. (laughs) The New York Times headline reads, amid Florida measles outbreak, Surgeon General goes against medical guidance. Hmm. Florida, man. Florida's hard. Yeah, they love to go against the thing that makes sense over there. But then he took off his lab coat and he was just an alligator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did we not notice before this? His face was exposed. Panel, there was more big health news in Canada this week. Can you tell me what was the front page health news in Canada this week? Pharmacare is back. In a big way, in that it exists for the first time, and birth control and diabetes medication are now going to be covered. You are correct for the point, Miguel Rivas. Okay. The CBC headline reads, Ottawa unveils national pharmacare plan that covers diabetes and contraception to start. Why those two, I wonder? Just those two. They're the most popular. (laughs) Everybody loves diabetes. They're hot right now, yeah. I mean, it is a good time for better drug coverage because we are also dealing with another flare-up, something we thought was under control. Once carried by famous folks like Mozart and Nietzsche. What artistic accessory is on the rise in Canada? Genius. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I had a bout of it for a while and then, yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. Emma. What about a nice long cuff? Long cuffs <laughs> are long back. Cuff. back. Long cuffs are not on the rise in Canada. No. Miguel, do you know what is on the rise in Canada? The clap. <laughs> no, uh, the clap is gonorrhea. Oh, I thought oh. it was something else. The headline from CBC reads, Canada almost wiped out syphilis. Oh. Now oh. rates are skyrocketing. Oh. Yes, measles and syphilis. Oh, my God. Oh, my. The old gang's back together. <laughs> yeah. 
We're getting the band back together. <laughs> yes. The latest federal data shows there were nearly 14,000 cases of infectious syphilis across the country in 2022. There's concern because more infants are being born with syphilis passed down by their mother. There was a surge of infections among a particular group. What group, Emma? Hotties. <laughs> the answer is not hotties. People that ride roller coasters, like coaster chasers. That makes no sense. It's, sure oh, it does. There's uh, is, it, that. is it the unvaccinated? Um, it is heterosexual women. Because oh. we know how to party. <laughs> That's right. In 2022, heterosexual women comprised 35% of all of Canada's syphilis cases. Look at us! We're number one! (laughs) I'm Gavin Crawford. This is Because News. We've got Emma Hunter, Miguel Rivas, and Chris Sandiford. And if you'd like to catch something that is not the measles, you can catch videos of our rounds on TikTok and Instagram. No one is immune. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Panel, amidst the rise in cost of living, one brave CEO took time out of his busy schedule this week to offer struggling families a cost-saving dinner trick. Mm. Have a listen to this redacted clip and see if you can guess his suggestion. we got to reach the consumer where they are. So we're advertising about for dinner, if you think about the cost of for a family versus what they might otherwise do. That's going to be much more affordable. We have bleeped out a word there. Panel, what is he advocating people have for dinner? CEOs are rather out of touch. I think he was saying, eat, eat your stocks for dinner. <laughs> eat your shares of our company for dinner. Emma. Cereal. You are correct mm. for the point. Here is that CEO. We're advertising about cereal for dinner. If you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. Oh, CEOs, they get us. They really do. (laughs) The headline from The Guardian reads, Let them eat flakes. Oh, my my gosh. Kellogg CEO says poor families should consider cereal for dinner. Did he say poor families? To be fair, he said families who are under pressure. I don't know, girl. Cereal I find quite expensive. Am I wrong? Yeah, also low in nutrients. And like so this low is in not, nu- it's puffed air. It's puffed air. It's filled with chemicals. Puffed air. Yeah, I mean, are you, uh, if you were under pressure, would you consider cereal for dinner? It's a good question. I think the, the tricky thing, if you are struggling and if you have little kids, the problem is sometimes they are incredibly picky and so it gets difficult. So I totally empathize with people who feed their kids things that they'll eat when they're on a budget. Do I think cereal is the healthiest thing? And do I think this guy's trying to capitalize on people's misfortune? Yes, I do. Would I consider eating cereal? No, I finished university. 
<laughs> Would your kids be excited for cereal for dinner? Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Don't yeah. even have kids, but like, yeah, yeah. I used to do that. I, yeah. A little vector? There's a lot of protein in vector, a box of vector. But a box of vector is like $90. It's That's $176. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Kellogg's has already rolled out an advertisement that promotes frosted flakes for supper. Ooh, little show. Not a good Ooh. one. Can you guess what is Tony the Tiger's new tagline for convincing families to have frosted flakes at night? They're kind of like meat. (laughs) (laughs) It's what's for dinner. Remember that for steak? (laughs) You make it the point for that, Chris. Here is Tony the Tiger. When I say cereal, you say dinner. Cereal. Dinner. Cereal. Dinner. That oh, sounds doing like a whole thing. That's evil. That, that sounds like active evil. brainwashing attempt. Pure evil. When, I, when I say the Kool-Aid, you say drink. drink. <laughs> Kool-Aid. And drink. that's going to piss parents off because if they see that yeah. commercial and they're like, this is what happens for dinner, then you're going to get, and you're going to know it's not. And they're going to go, well, the guy on the TV, it's going to cause a fight. Kids are going to be like, we can yeah. have Frosted Flakes. They said it's for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and I can cause a fight perfectly well on my own, dear. You know? <laughs> They should just come with, that's grim. (laughs) Get ready, panel. It's time for a news clue. This week's news clue comes to you in the form of a flash forward to a possible Canadian future. Based on this week's headlines. Journey with me now into that future and be ready to quiz. Welcome to Full Service Canada. How can I help you? Um, yeah, I need to get, uh, like a a license. A driver's license? Um, no, um... Firearms? Uh, no, I mean the, like, the other one... Oh, you mean an X-Pass. Okay, I see you've completed your beginners, so for the full X, you just need to fill this out, and I'll need two pieces of government ID. Stand on that yellow line, please. Wait, you need a picture? Yep. Make an O face. <laughs> nice. Okay, so can I get my license now? Ah, uh, nah, we gotta mail it to your work or to your home in a clearly marked red envelope. <laughs> Actually, never mind, just forget about it. Wait, you forgot your complimentary box of Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, panel, there is your news clue. You just heard about the fictional X license. For the point, what headline from this week inspired that possible future? The headline was, uh, thank God Twitter, a.k.a. X, requires license to tweet. (laughs) Thank God. Honestly, a license to tweet I would appreciate, I think. Uh, That's the new James Bond film. License license to tweet. (laughs) Uh, Does anyone know the real headline that inspired that X license commercial? Is it um, that... Pornography websites are going to require ID to view them. The headline from the Montreal Gazette reads, Senate bill would require age verification for Canadians accessing porn sites. The controversial bill from an independent senator is intended to protect children from explicit material and would force explicit sites to verify users' ages before they can access content. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The bill does not specify how exactly the sites would verify the ages of its users. But a few possibilities have been floated. Mm. For the point, what are the possible ways? You can view the website if you can operate a rotary phone. (laughs) (laughs) 
good guess. I think that, so if you don't want to put in like personal information, it would be like one of those prove you're not a robot, but instead it's like click on a picture of a Zeller's. Oh, that's so And only good. people of a certain age could do that, I think. Yeah. Emma? I think it's um, a sort of an automated question, and it asks them which Backstreet Boy looked like a criminal. <laughs> and if they don't say AJ, you can't see boobs. Those Not are all allowed. great ideas. The ideas that have been thrown out so far are a digital identification system or users scanning their face. With a webcam. That's a little much, mm. isn't it? Or maybe uh, you could scan your driver's license. Mm. I think uh, people are going to yeah. not like this. When asked if he supports the bill, conservative leader Pierre Polyev gave a two-word answer. What was his two-word response? Porn snub. <laughs> Here is what Polyev said. Do you believe Parliament should make it law that pornography websites have to verify the ages of users? And would a future government of yours do this? Yes. We. Oui. <laughs> well. <laughs> With the longest pause in the world. Incredible. That's amazing. What on earth was that's happening? Don't very want to be talking about this. He pulled probably, the Mitch McConnell there. Uh, <laughs> Later on in the week, a spokesperson for Polyev said the conservatives do not support requiring users to verify their age through a digital ID. So it's not clear how they would enforce that age verification. (laughs) How would you feel about adult sites having access to your driver's license or biometric data? I mean, like if I'm logging onto porn, I'm like, I'm seeing people's biometric data. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like a show me yours, I'll show you mine. (laughs) Good point. Uh, I, th- I think the issue is more hackers than the people in the videos. Oh. Yeah. But do you agree that there should be some sort of age verification to keep kids from seeing things that they simply can't unsee? Well, kids, you know, famously can't get around hacks on the Internet and tablets and phones. So, like, my, my son can't. He's four. He can't read, but he can, like, navigate through my phone, like, fast and better than me already. So, right, right, right. I don't know. I feel like restricting that website is not as important as, like, Talking to your kids. Yeah, because Miguel and I have little kids. So this is the yeah. thing where you go like, that's never going to happen to us. Like, you have three boys. <laughs> <laughs> You're in trouble, Emma. No, the nice thing, though, and I know this, is my son's, this is just good luck. They're uh, not going to be into that stuff. And they're just going to want to <laughs> hang around my kitchen island with me until I'm dead. So <laughs> it's nice. That kind of works out for me. In other digital news this week, the liberal government tabled its online harms bill, which is designed to protect children and deter online hate speech. Among other things, the bill would regulate social media companies to force them to remove harmful content within 24 hours. But who will be in charge of making that decision? Probably like a team of notable Canadians. So Peter Mansbridge, <laughs> Roberta Bondar, Bondar Beyonce, Robert Lepage. Yeah. Team. Uh, they say it will be a digital safety commission comprised of five people appointed by cabinet. Oh, yeah, that's uh-huh. scary. Robert, Beyonce. <laughs> no, you were not far off, okay. Emma. I mean... <laughs> Would you really want to be one of the five people in charge of vetting every horrifying thing on the no, internet? So this is not the porn one, right? This is like hate all speech, everything. Hate oh, yeah. hate. This is a nightmare. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. yeah. This bill has to do with protecting kids from bullying, exploitation, and matters of hate speech. I wouldn't wish this upon my worst enemy. I feel like that you don't recover from these jobs. No, I don't even like the skateboarding videos where they fall. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't uh, want to yeah, see. Those are visceral. Yeah. So not the job yeah. for you. 
Some of the proposed new penalties for online hate are raising eyebrows. The National Post ran with the headline, New Liberal Online Harms Bill to Make Online Hate Punishable with Up to Life in Prison. Mm, Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, Safe to say there is a lot of concerns about how this will be enforced. On Monday, Justice Minister Ara Farani tried to assuage some fears by promising that something will remain on the Internet. (laughs) Even if this legislation passes. What did he say will still be in our feeds? Bird attacks. <laughs> They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love them. When a goose dive bombs a woman, it's amazing. Oh. Don't worry, we're keeping the bird attacks. Link me, bro. Link me. Yeah. Uh, Miguel. A never-ending barrage of sports betting apps. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. All of those things will still be there, but here is what Mr. R. Ferrani said. We are not talking about stuff that some people call awful but lawful. There will still be humiliating comments. There will still be offensive comments, insults, expressions of disdain and dislike. Okay. This guy. Why was he so excited about that? Yeah. yeah. Still like, derogatory language towards marginalized groups. Don't worry, that'll that stay there. Stay. That can stay oh, there. We love that. <laughs> Somehow we've reached the end of another exciting because news. Our champion this week is Miguel Rivas. Congratulations, Miguel. You have the honor of reading our credits. This is all I have. I'm Gavin Crawford reminding you that the Weather Network says Canada is in for a warm but moody spring. So that should be nice. Or maybe it won't. I don't know. <laughs> Leave me alone. Sorry. <laughs> We'll see you next time. Why? Because news. Give it up for Miguel Rivas, Emma Hunter, and Chris Sandiford. Hello, bonjour, Canada. This is Miguel Rivas, and I am once again the winner of Because News. Congratulations to my runners-up, Chris Sandyford and Emma Hunter. Because News is written and produced by Shannon Higgins, Gavin Crawford, Phil Lung, and Jess Klamowski. This week, they had help from Alice Moran and John Blair. Rounding up the team, Aaron Conway, Bronwyn Page, Errol Gonzalez, and our recording engineer, Mr. Paul Hodge. If you want to come to a live show in Toronto, a new block of tickets just opened up. Head to becausenews.ca and sign up. It's free. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.